Good morning. Good to be here. And I want blessings for us. You know, uh, when we were, you know, creating, you know, we went through a big transition a couple of years ago, and we had to find a new name and create a new website. You know, and one of the things that I we did was we picked up some what I think is like big rocks of the things that we believe. And one of the things that we do believe is in prayer. And the importance of praying. You know, it is not for nothing that we are told pray without ceasing. You know, and actually uh, it's almost like prayer is more like a relationship. A lot of times we have a lot of misconceptions about prayers and we, we confuse praying with telling God how to run the world. You know, and how to change people that you don't like. <laughs> right? Or make that person nicer. You know, but that's not prayer. Prayer is, is more as, like the Lord taught his disciples to pray, it's like, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. You know, actually, the, the Lord's prayer it starts with our Father. That means we come together. You don't come just saying, my Father. You, you come with a sense that you belong to a community, and you're coming to ask for everybody. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I, I want to I talk a little bit, I'm not going to be long here, but I just want to talk a little bit about prayer. Okay, now I have a few quotes from this book about the uh, celebration of disciplines by Richard Foster. And one of the quotes says, John Wesley says, God does nothing but in answer to prayer. The tricky part is, how come sometimes I pray and nothing happens? Right? And then there is an answer to that. It's like you ask, but you have asked wrongly. You're not asking according to the will of God. So the thing about prayer is learning to be in tune with God and to see what he wants done. And a lot of times we do not know. I mean, we are, we're reading the book of Job. You know, and it's interesting because there are a lot of things that we think we understand. For instance, I'm going to give you an example of uh, a thing that I did this week. I was watching some videos on YouTube about this major flood in China. You probably couldn't find that on the news, but it was happening this Wednesday, I think, was one big city. The, it was like a disaster, like they said, a thousand year flood. And I shared that video with some people on a group on WhatsApp, and I, I, I kind of knew that, it's like, oh, this is 
happening in China, so this is God's judgment. You know, and, and it's interesting because I, I had to read this book last week, The God I Don't Understand. And the truth is that we do not understand a lot of things. But still we are told to pray without ceasing. In Romans 8 it says, we do not know how to pray as we should. But we have the Holy Spirit interceding for us with groanings too deep for words. So I think that one thing that I want to bless us with is just revisiting our understanding and, and awareness of the importance of prayer. Okay? Yeah, and that, that's exactly what we're reading, you know, with, with Job. You know, why did it happen? And so his friends were trying to make sense. Oh, Job, you must have done something wrong because God is righteous and he's, gonna, he's punishing you. And then at the end, they were wrong. And they were trying to put God in a box. And God was trying to, at the end, explaining to Job, like, I am running this whole thing, and it's too much for you to understand. You know, so, and, and to me, a lot of, a lot of times, we, we judge. We judge people, we judge circumstances, we judge, other, you know, because we, we think we understand, and we're trying to come to a, a reasonable conclusion that it's beyond us. It is beyond us. You know, but again, the, my, my point is, this is Isaiah 56, 7, I will bring them to my holy mountain of Jerusalem, and I will fill them with joy in my house of prayer. I will accept their burnt offerings and sacrifices because my temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations. And that's what I want. You know, I want, you know, Lord, give us this heart to be praying for the nations. Even when we do not understand what's going on and the, the disasters, natural disasters, or disasters called by humans, by, by leaders, you know, presidents, you know, we do not understand why so much suffering. But at the same time, we are here. Isaiah also talks about, I have put watchmen on my wall, and you give him no rest, day and night, crying to the Lord until he establishes his will. So to me, this is what, John Wesley is saying, God does nothing but in answer to prayer. Another one, another quote from the same book is, a man prayed, and at first he thought that prayer was talking. But he became more and more quiet until in the end he realized that prayer is listening. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring this for us. It's like prayer 
is not us talking, not giving God a, a to-do list. <laughs> hey, God, you have to do this today for me. You know, but it's us coming to him and saying, God, what do you want? How can I be an instrument of intercession for somebody that I don't even know? But I can be used by the Holy Spirit to be praying for this town in China and the people that are suffering right now, they lost everything. They lost everything. You know, and, and my, my heart is like, Lord, give us this heart to be a house of prayer for the nations. We must hear, know, and obey the will of God before we pray it into the lives of others. Prayer is a serious business. Because a lot of times we make the mistake of praying against the will of God. Right? You, and we, we, because we have a limited understanding of what God is doing and what we think that should happen in some circumstances. You know, so first of all, we need to be able to listen, learn to know, obey the will of God before we pray it into the lives of others. And it's interesting because to me, Prayer has to be honest. And as we read, you know, Psalms, we saw a lot of that. How David was honest. And he was a man after God's own heart, but he did not spare the expression of his feelings. You know, good feelings. You know, and, and his God, you deal with these people. You do this. You listen to me. Wake up. Come. Help me. You know, and, and I think that we're seeing the same thing in Job. You know, and, and like I said, I've been living in Jeremiah. And I, I, I want to share this prayer. Because I think that that's how I feel. You know, Jeremiah, he was called by God to be a prophet to the nations. Some people believe that he was eight years old. I don't know. It doesn't say that in the Bible. But he said, God said, I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to raise you to speak to the nations, to destroy and to build. Right? And what happens was when he was giving the word of warning and judgment against Jerusalem, the, the leaders of Jerusalem did not want the people to listen to him. Because it was prophesying and exposing their bad leadership and their idolatry. So he was put in prison. And he was, he's called the weeping prophet because he was prophesying and seeing the suffering of his own people. But he didn't stop. He tried to stop. A lot, a lot of times, have you... I'm not going to ask you, but I'm going to confess here. Sometimes you, you, in your walk with God, you just want to quit. <laughs> God, this is not working. This is not working. You know, because uh, like Jeremiah, you put a word in my mouth to prophesy, and now everybody's against me. 
Everybody is plotting to kill me. But that's where I think that the prayer, the force of prayer comes in because then you, you talk to the Lord with all reverence, but also with all honesty. And I love this prayer because a lot of times we, we have to be like that with God. You guys with me? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to read this, okay? Jo uh, Jeremiah chapter 20. You read the whole chapter. It's amazing. Lord, you misled me. <laughs> Another translation says, Lord, you deceived me. You tricked me. And I allowed myself to be misled. <laughs> You're stronger than I am. And you overpowered me. Now I'm mocked every day. Everyone laughs at me. When I speak, the words burst out. Violence and destruction, I shout. So the messages from the Lord have made me a household joke. <laughs> but I, if I say I will never mention the Lord or speak his name, his word burns in my heart like a fire. It's like a fire in my bones. And I'm worn out trying to hold it in, but I can't do it. That's the prophet. That's the prophet. You know, if you continue, the, the rest of the, the chapter is kind of like Bo, uh, Job. He's cursing the day that he was born. Like, why? Why did you allow somebody to give the good news to my dad that a son was born to him? Why am I bringing all of this? Because I'm looking for a, a new level of prayer. And I'm, I'm looking to the Lord. Lord, I want a, a more intimate relationship with you. And I want my prayers to be heard because I am hearing you. Because I am in a closer relationship with you. John 14 says, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I was thinking about this, and the, 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 the term name in the Bible is very important. People's names in the Bible are very important. Because the name is the identity of the, the person. It's who that person is. So you cannot ask anything in Jesus' name that is contrary to who he is. Does it make sense? To ask, you know, I heard this, you know, you make this prayer and then you throw in the name of Jesus at the end just to put some force behind it. <laughs> but it's more than that. It's not necessarily that you have to speak the name of Jesus, but you have to be praying like he would be praying. And he, he's very clear that I, I do not say anything or I do not do anything unless I see my father doing. And that's why it worked for him because he was doing everything in the name of the father according to the will of the Father, according to the personality and identity of the Father. 
And I'm, I'm looking to learn how to pray in Jesus' name. How to learn to become like him. To pray like him. Then you don't even need to use the name. Because you are already praying like he would be praying in that situation. But if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. But the secret is to remain in him, to abide in him, to have his words abiding in us, abiding in our minds. First Samuel 12:23 it says this is in one incident where Israel did something wrong really bad but Samuel said but I, I will pray for you and he says moreover as for me far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you not praying is a sin but I will instruct you in the good and right way. Bless this for us. So we'll, this is like more like an introduction. But I want to be talking about prayer. You know, in the next few weeks. And just saying, Lord, give us the, the heart that you have. You know, if you told us to pray without ceasing. You know, <laughs> I always thought that was impossible. But I think that as we go through things, we learn that you can learn how to pray without ceasing. Because it's not necessarily a, a ritual, but it is you bringing the ark wherever you go. Like, just like Israel, wherever they would go to battle or to the next stop, they would bring the ark of the covenant. And to me, to pray without ceasing is learning to have this daily, constant relationship with the Holy Spirit and carrying Him with us. Say, like, hey, want to go to get gas? <laughs> well, I, wanna, I want you to do this with me. I don't want to do this by myself. You know, I, I need to go on a hike with my wife, but you, you bring the Holy Spirit with you. You know, and then that, in everything, we are drawing the wisdom, the input, the impartation, and the leading, and especially the blessing. So we bless this for us. Uh, uh, I cannot tell you how much these books have been, like, turning things inside of me. You know, but it's all good because it's kind of like Job or kind of David. You have to learn how to just come before the Lord and present and surrender to him everything. Yeah. Say, Lord, this is not nice. <laughs> yeah. Why me? Right? Have you ever prayed that prayer? Why me? Why is this happening with me? You know, and then maybe it will be like the, the, the end of the book of Job. You will never have an answer. But you will have an, a relationship. You have, you're going to be closer to God. And you're going to be closer to understanding His ways. Even when, uh, maybe not understanding necessarily, but trusting. 
And I think that that's what, what we, we, at the end of the day, that's what we need. Lord, even if, when I do not understand you, I'm going to be honest with you about it, but I, I, I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to surrender, you know, even my need to understand everything. Amen. So we bless this for us. We bless this week. You know, again, I, I want to thank everybody for the prayers. This last week we had this camp here. This place was packed. Kids running. But it was a blessing. It was, everything worked out. You know, thank God no, nobody got hurt. It was, you know, and I think that it was a, a, a blessing. And everybody was exhausted at the end. But they had a good time and the kids enjoyed it. So, you know, like, we bless it. We bless the children that came. They're all with the state, foster kids. And we bless that the memories will continue with them. And that the love that was ministered to them will continue to bless them throughout this year. I'm pretty sure that they're going to be looking forward for next year to have it again. So we, we thank the Lord for this place and the ability for this church to be ministering to the community. Yeah. And it was really, really amazing.